Okay, well, I just want to introduce myself. I know most of you, maybe there are a few people here who weren't here back when we first came in the fall of 2008. And so in that event, uh, I'll just share very quickly about Cherry and me and how we got to Uganda. Uh, but it's really not about us. It's about, it's about God's work in Uganda. But at any rate, I was a pastor for 30 years. And uh, the last 20 years, I was a pastor at Faith Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas. And um, it was while I was in South Texas Presbytery that I met Jerry and Marg, and Jerry and I um, became friends. Uh, we don't know why, but we did. And uh, he's not here to take the abuse, so I can be free. No, he's a dear brother in the Lord. And um, I think it was 2004, I believe, and it may have been 2006, memory fades, that uh, Jerry, and no, it was 2004, Jerry and Marg went with Cherry and me uh, for a pastor's conference to Uganda. And so we went there and we served together and ministered together. And then uh, Cherry and I went back in 2006, and it was in 2006 that we were introduced to African Bible University which had started in 2005. So we met Dr. Robertson, uh, Palmer Robertson. I had read his book, Christ of the Covenants, and it was that book more than any other book that uh, brought me from a dispensational mindset to a covenantal one. And so I admired him greatly because he had been of immeasurable help to me through his writings. And anyway, um, I preached that Sunday in our Ugandan church, and sitting out in the audience was Dr. Robertson, and that was pretty daunting. Um, I was thinking, why isn't he preaching? Why am I preaching? He's, he's Robertson. I'm just Oak. And, but anyway, after that, we, we went out to the university, and it was just being built up, and we got to know Dr. Robertson and his wife, Joanna, and... Um, that was 2006. Cherry and I came back the end of May back to San Antonio to resume the pastoral ministry there. And uh, about two weeks later, I get a phone call, and it's Dr. Robertson on the phone. And I won't try to do his voice, but it's, it's a very deep voice. And it's uh, almost like the voice of God, but not quite. And uh, you have to have humor, people. I mean, it's just the way it goes. Anyway, he asked me to come for a pastoral sabbatical. And I was floored because I'd never featured ever taking a sabbatical. I get bored much too easily to have four months of, five, six months of nothing on my hands. So I, th I, I could never do this. I'd go stark raving mad, staring at the walls. And there's just only so many movies you can watch. So, and I don't, I don't even think I could write a book. So why but at any rate, um, he persuaded me. And so I went to the elders, and they said, yeah, you've been here a long time. You should have a sabbatical. Um, but it's not a good time because we're planting this other church and we need you here because the mother is hemorrhaging from just the pains of childbirth. And that's the metaphor, of course, but I, I thought, well, that's very wise. I'm thankful for godly elders because I agree with you guys. So anyway, I put Dr. Robertson off for almost two years, and in the spring of 2008, we went for a pastoral sabbatical, and I taught three courses there. And I fell in love with African... Bible University and the, um, the mission 
of the university and the people that would fulfill the mission, which is not the missionaries, it's the indigenous people, which is the way it should be. So I had a couple of students come to me at the end of the semester and they said, sir, would you please come back and teach us rightly that we can go and teach others rightly. Well, you talk about a hook for a fish, that was it. And about that time, Dr. Robertson asked me if I would come full time. And I, I, I never went there thinking that I would. I didn't want to. I had no interest in it. I love America. I love San Antonio. I loved my church. Um, but at any rate, that was almost 12 years ago. And so um, I told Sherry, I said, I think we have a change here. And she said, well, I, I knew that. <laughs> and and it, anyway, I was released from my church, my presbytery. I'm ministering out of bounds because it's not a PCA ministry, but we're all PCA, so there you go. Um, so we've been there, uh, tw uh, this is, our tw I think, our 12th year. The fall of 2008, I came to this church because of Jerry and Mark McGuire. And Jerry said, you need to come up and we'll see, see if anything happens. But you, you need missionary support, so come up. So we came up. And we've been here every year except one since then. And uh, I just want to tell you guys, this is the greatest blessing of our summer is to come here. And if we get to continue, praise be to God. If we don't, that's his will. But it is pure joy to come up here and be with you guys. And I don't say that everywhere we go. But we do go to churches that where we have people that love us and we love them. But this is, this is God is doing something wonderful in this church. And so uh, be encouraged by that because you are, you're, you're, so, you're so incredibly welcoming, and, we, and you just have a heart for the Lord. And I know you have a, a, a difficult mission field yourself here, so we appreciate that. Now, what I want to do this morning is go through uh, some slides. And again, I want to emphasize that it's not about Cherry and me. It's not about any of the other Western missionaries. It's really about the people, and it's about the ones we train, and it's about what they're doing out in the field once they go out. Um, and so I want to go through this. Now, Cherry will um, rise from her post as needed. And uh, she, oh, you have your own microphone. Oh, dear me. <laughs> you, you know, you give an African a microphone and you're in trouble because they do use it. You give an American African, which is what my wife is. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, that's good. No, only kidding. Only kidding. Okay, I probably will need my reading glasses. Oh, actually, I don't think I do. If I can switch this, let's see. Okay, this is our most recent graduation. It is our, uh, is it 11th? 11th graduation. We were there for the first. I didn't, well, I wasn't there for this one. I, I came back to be with uh, this girl here. But th this is not our graduating class. It's just a few of our graduating class. If you look at the guy on the far right, I'm going to talk about him after a little bit. But uh, that's, that's for later. But this, this, these are uh, five of our graduates. What do we have, 21, 23, something like that, okay? This, of course, is our campus. Oh, there we go. Oh, good job, Sherry. Okay, as you come into the campus, this is what you see. And you see that little sign, and behind that little sign is our beautiful library. Uh, this is a non-reading culture, and by the time they leave African Bible University after four years, all of our students read. Uh, now, it's not that they come in unable to read, most of them end up leaving loving reading. And I give books away to my students. By third year, I start giving books. Not until third year. But third year, I start giving books. <coughs> they love it, and they read, they read the books. So, but this is our library where the research is done. 
entrance into African Bible University. And this just gives you a smattering of where to go when you get there. Straight ahead, uh, please park the car first, but straight ahead to the library and the classrooms, and then African Business Institute, which is a component of ABU, uh, or African Bible Colleges, I should say, then the computer labs, and so you just, I won't read it all, but you get the idea. To the right is faculty housing. Oh, well, yes, we have a radio station that broadcasts the gospel um, over much of Uganda, and it's been very effective for people coming to Christ and coming to ABU. A farm, we, uh, yes, we have a farm down, we, we don't have a sign that says, but we do have a farm. We grow matoki, we grow other uh, uh, produce, and we have uh, cows, and we have hogs, and um, we have chickens. Yeah, so it's good. And part of that, part of that is to teach them uh, farming skills because much of Uganda is agrarian, and many of these students go back to their villages and will live in a context where they can grow their own uh, quite a bit. So, yes, thank you for that. Yes, dear, nothing? Okay, uh, these are uh, purple leaves. Um, that was supposed to be funny. This is a tree, and this is, this is the road down to the faculty housing and down to our house. Uh, this is our house. You may be asking why the jungle. Well, the jungle is because behind, from on, behind that foliage is the setting sun, <laughs> which would come into our living room, and it was like an absolute oven in there. So after the, a few months, I got a bright idea, plant a jungle. And so I planted this jungle, and it grows up very high, and it blocks the sun. It's a little dark in there, but it's not so hot. So it's nice. We have no, no AC uh, temperature. The hottest time of the year is around 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, we have a, I don't know the humidity, but it's way up there. And at night, the hottest time of the year, it gets down to 80 or 78 at night. So you sleep under a fan. Cool time of the year. Uh, it gets to maybe a high of maybe 78 to 80, and it cools down to 60 degrees. This is all Fahrenheit, of course, uh, and that's a very comfortable time of the year. That's usually the fall semester. Uh, this is Dr. Chen Chen, Reverend Jack Chen Chen, and he and his wife, Nell, started African Bible Colleges back in the 1970s. He was a Presbyterian minister. He started, uh, they together started it, and their motto was faith in action, God in motion, it is because God using these two people <coughs> that Cherry and I and others are able to be there and to serve. And God is working now on three campuses because of the chin, his use of the Chin Chins, Liberia the first, Malawi the second, Uganda the third. Dr. Chin Chin uh, just a few months ago went to be with, with Jesus and praise be to God. Mrs. Chin Chin, who's in her 90s, I hear, is going back. She's in the States now, is going back in her 90s, going back to Malawi to finish out her days on the mission field. So, yeah, Dr. Robertson's sister. But these people are, they're, I, I've actually never even met them, Cherry has, but the time that they came to ABU, I was ill, and which was a rarity for me there. But at any rate, uh, they, they're, they're heroes uh, to me. They, they, uh, he was a very successful farmer in California, a very wealthy uh, farmer, and left all that uh, and I'm sure he would say, I gave up nothing. Uh, but at any rate, it's because, and you can see them in the background when they were young, and, uh, well, they were young. <laughs> so uh, our 11th graduation, the keynote speaker was the Honorable Janet Museveni, who's in the center. Uh, and the reason that we had Mrs. Museveni is because she's the president's wife, and she's a Christian. Uh, I, 
do not think he is, but she is. And she came, and of course, as the president's wife, she has incredible influence. And so uh, one of the things you do when you get graduation speakers is you want people of influence who can further the cause of your university. And because of the hard work of Dr. Robertson and Mrs. Robertson, to her left, uh, to her right, our left, seated, <coughs> uh, they worked tirelessly for nine years to uh, do everything necessary to see that we would become a chartered university, which means we are accredited, which means that when students graduate from African Bible University and want to go for, doc, for, for a master's level work, that they, they are from an, a, a recognized accredited university now. And so um, it's grandfathered back to the first graduates, of course, but we praise God for that. It, we didn't have to change who we are. We didn't have to change our focus, our vision. Uh, actually, the changes we did make were just things to make us more efficient and uh, more business-like. So we were, we were thankful for the whole process, but it took a long time. So thanks be to God. But there is our graduating class. You see uh, a Chinese guy there in the back. Uh, we have a Chinese... Uh, constituency in Uganda, Christian constituency and non-Christian for that matter, and th they are very aggressive with the gospel and every and planting churches. And almost every year, we get one or two Chinese students coming to our university, and we have the privilege of training them. They're doing great work there, um, so thank God for them. And we've also had an American student or two uh, from time to time who came to ABU. So uh, send us someone, okay? Now, this is Dr. Robertson, and this, this is uh, one of the, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he was valedictorian or not. I wasn't able to be there. But this is Dr. Robertson. It's his last graduation unless we invite him back to be our keynote speaker, which would be kind of nice. Um, and uh, there they are. Uh, they... Um, I won't spend a lot of time talking, but if you know, if you've read Dr. Robertson's books, any of those, and you know anything about him, let me just simply say this is the hardest working man I've ever known in my life. He's, I think, pushing 82. He's got still got a, he's still got more energy than I had when I was 40, and I just don't understand it. But I admire him uh, and his tenacity, as he uh, really God used him to build African Bible University. Pardon me. Oh, well, uh, yeah, he retired from ABU. He's starting a new ministry at 82, so uh, the man fascinates me. He's a dear friend and a mentor. Okay, come and teach us rightly so that we may go and teach others rightly. And that was, again, the hook that, that got me there. Um, and then um, this is... Uh, the guy behind the pulpit is Rogers Antwimbembery. It took me about six years to pronounce his name. I think I got it correctly. He laughs every time I try because it twists my tongue around. That's our chapel, and that's Rogers uh, teaching or preaching. Um, I'm not sure. It's some group, a pastor's conference that was held there. But this guy uh, has spoken. Uh, he speaks to thousands of people, uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, he's a very good speaker. He was the brightest student I've ever had. I would lecture systematic theology. He would sit there just like this and listen. 
And I would, I would, I mean, I'd be giving it everything I had. I was, why does this guy not take notes? He's so irritating. I said, I'll get him on the exam. He'll pay. He'll pay. And so I'd give an exam. A. I think, well, I'll make the next exam harder then. So I would. A. I mean, this guy, he just got a memory. He photographs the concept. It doesn't go away. Me, it goes in one ear, and three seconds later, it's out the other ear. I have to beat it back in. But he's, he's, and he's very well-spoken. Uh, Reformed Presbyterian, and he is an, uh, an apologist for the faith. There are many cults in Uganda, and this guy is not only the pastor of our church, but he is connected with an apologetics ministry, uh, ACFAR, African... Yeah. But anyway, he counteracts all the cults, uh, and, and again, there are many. So <clears throat> he's one of our treasures, 2009 graduate, since he's gotten his master's degree, uh, I don't know if he'll get a doctorate or not. Uh, for what he does, he really doesn't need it, but he could easily get it, probably without trying much. Uh, this is Upoki. He's a different guy. He graduated the next, I believe, the next year. And Upoki is from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And when he graduated, he wanted to go back to the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And here he's ministering to the pygmy people. Okay, and these are very sharp people, okay? And uh, he has a heart for them because they're the throwaways in Africa. I, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned him before, but he's doing really great work. He's building school, he's uh, a school, he's building um, a church. He has a, a training center for men, and you see men gathered here, uh, and, he's, and of course children, but he's instructing them in the word of God and also trying to bring things like water to better their lives. So he, this, this is one of my, this is a guy that, he's a hero really to me because he's doing the work. We could never do this, but he's out there doing it and uh, trying to help. He wants to send pygmies to African Bible University one day. I'm thinking, praise be to God. What a vision. Okay, and uh, they, here's uh, John uh, Taboa. And John is at uh, refugee, uh, uh, a South Sudanese refugee camp in Uganda. The South Sudanese are uh, they're laden with war, and so uh, heavy laden. And so John and others have come to ABU, gotten their training, and sometimes they return to South Sudan. Sometimes they stay and work at the refugee camp. And so John is at the refugee camp. Great, 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 great guy. Love this guy. Yeah. And so John gives them something to do, and also. Disciples. Oh, yeah. Ministry. It's not just sports. It's sports ministry. Right. Right. Yeah. But all these, I mean, these kids love this stuff. Here is, uh, is this a pokey? Okay, I can barely see. It's a little, okay, so you see where he is. There's his, there's his ministry opportunity. It's out with chairs uh, outside. No, it's a, he's got multifaceted things that he does in, in the Congo. Okay, but there he is teaching, and he's got his blackboard, and Good teacher, good theology, good guy. This is Ken, Ken Gondway. Now, Ken, Ken graduated a few years ago, and then Ken came, I think it was the third or fourth graduating class, can't remember, but he, after he waited, he went back to Malawi, <coughs> Malawi <coughs> waited for a year, and uh, got the funding, and then went to Westminster uh, Seminary in California uh, for three years and graduated, came back. He taught for us as an adjunct some, but he's ministering with the guy I showed you a while ago, uh, uh, 
Rogers Antoine Limberry. Uh, Ken is ministering at one of the uh, one of the places um, in um, not Malawi, but uh, in Zambia. Okay, so Ken Ken left us. I'd love to have him back. He's a he's a valiant for truth kind of guy. So uh, and and fine young man. And uh, and be the the king of his tribe. Put, honey, put the microphone up. Here. The tribal king. There you go. Right. Power. Um, or, or don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, his, his tribe has rejected him now because he's a Christian. I'm not sure who's teaching here, but, okay, but they're training servant leaders. And you see the men there gathered. Um, don't know who these guys are. I'm not sure where this is. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is that that they 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 will they'll gather people like this to teach because the people are there that are hungry to learn they want to know more many of the pastors uh, do not have um, enough training to get into a college or university they didn't finish high school but in, but many did but they'll come to something like this and they'll learn and um, it's just it's just this is again fruit fruit of ministry praise be to God. Uh, and this is uh, children's ministry in Uganda. This is uh, the guy in the center is our uh, token Brit. That was supposed to be funny. Um, he's uh, my very dear friend, Sean Kinsella, and his wife is the administrative person who will pretty much be running everything now. Mrs. Robertson was, but uh, she just has those skills. She's a wonderful girl. But anyway, Sean has a real heart for children. And before Sean came to African Bible University, he was an elementary school teacher. Those, by the way, I don't want to offend any of you university people, and, but those are the real teachers. I mean, the people that can teach the little ones, the creativity and the tenacity, it, it, it just it astounds me. But he did that. He's a great teacher. So he's at ABU. He teaches. He doesn't teach Bible. He doesn't have a seminary degree. He has a master's degree in education, and he, t he teaches uh, uh, um, um, history, English, and just uh, general subjects like that. Great, but he has a real heart for developing children, and I have no doubt some of these children will be at African Bible University one day. Nice. Good, yeah. Wilson. Thank you. Oh, that's Wilson? Wilson? We'll see it again. Okay, we're going to see it again. I'll tell you about Wilson. I'll just tell you right now, the guy, because I'll forget when we get there, Wilson has a, ha, got a degree in engineering before he came to African Bible University. Then he realized God wanted, to be in, wanted him to be in ministry, and, and in gospel ministry, where he needed biblical training. And so he came to ABU for four years, and so this guy's a, he's just a great guy. We love him. Um, oh, yes, uh, medical missions. Uh, we have a medical team that comes over once a year, uh, I think they've actually come twice in a year, but usually once a year in the spring. And they come and they do medical missions. And as they do medical missions, they gather our alumni, not our, well, our alumni, but, but our present students. And you see all these people congregated here under the tent. Uh, they're waiting for medical attention. And as they wait, uh, they, they are subjected to the teaching and preaching of the word of God, evangelism. And, and many of them are Muslims. So th this would be uh, our, our students and our alumni and sometimes our faculty. But we, we like for our students to do it because it's their world. And uh, anyway, there you go. So if anybody wants to come as a nurse 
or a physician for that. Uh, if you let me know, I'll put you in touch with the guy that orchestrates all that. Um, this again is Upoki. We have Upoki, uh, I guess, three times now. But um, he's, he's preaching, uh, where was this, Jerry? Medical? Okay, yeah, he was there on campus at the time and did that. Okay, so, and he, he oh, yeah. Even, even the African guys sometimes need a translator because in Uganda alone, I think if I'm correct, there are 80 different languages. Ah! So, uh, and that's the way they would say it. So the people from the north can't understand the people from the south unless they have a common language, which might be Swahili or it is typically English because Uganda was a British colony for quite a number of years. Okay, um, this is what we call the Ordo Salutis or the Order of Salvation. And this is uh, Tim the Younger Years teaching, uh, Tim the Slimmer Years teaching. And you'll see that I broke it down and I teach, I teach systematic theology, so I teach this to my students. And uh, forgive my handwriting, I, I uh, never really pay attention to that. And my students, um, my students chide me for mixing uh, uh, the capital letters with the, um, uh, the lowercase. Thank you, uppercase, lowercase. I just throw it all up there because when I was in college, I couldn't write fast enough to take notes. <clears throat> so I just slopped it on the page so I could actually, but I read it fine. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I got the, the right uh, sequence, blah, blah, blah. And so there we are. And then this is my student several years later doing the same thing. Uh, he did leave out justification. That's very small, but he believes in it. I'm sure he got nervous and just forgot, but it's all good um, because the, the Many theologians link adoption and, and justification is sort of a uh, one component. Westminster standards don't. They separate them, although they're, they're sisters uh, or brothers, if you will. But anyway, this is my student, Henry, doing this, and I love him. He's just a dear guy. Um, so this is, uh, this is when I died, <laughs> and, and I had an out-of-body experience. Uh, actually, what? I look really ugly there. What I... <laughs> What I do, the student, and the students love this, and I actually got this idea from Jerry Maguire when we went over for our pastor's conference. And as big as Jerry is, he laid on a table, and it didn't break or anything, but he, he, laid, no, he laid on this table, and I thought, that is so fine. So I've been copying Jerry ever since. I don't know if I've ever told him that, but this is a total depravity. We're dead in sin, and so I asked my students, what do dead people do? Ever see a dead people, a dead people, a dead person do anything? Oh. Well, they're dead. What do they do? What do dead people do? Nothing. How can a dead pe person believe? Well, they can't. And so they have to be what? Made alive. And so there we go. Anyway, it's, I think it's a very effective teaching tool. <laughs> and so does my student. You see? You teach them, and they go and do it. I mean, it's just praise be to God. So you, you need to teach correctly. You need to teach rightly, because what you teach, they're going to teach. Okay? So... Yeah, yeah, a lot better than I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Thanks a lot, Jay. Uh, okay, maintaining ties with students. You can see the, the guy on the right um, um, who looks, uh, well, he has a bow tie on, and it's uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Slim, Slim Tim, okay? But uh, I'm trying to start a cult 
uh, Botox cult at African Bible University, and I have a convert. Um, but there's this kid that I've been recruiting to come to ABU, and he's resisting me, but he makes bow ties. So Cherry and I get, get we go to, I, yeah, we go to thrift stores and garage sales and get, uh, and here's one, and we get bow ties, or ties, and I take them over, and he cuts them down and makes bow ties for me. And so I have a lot of bow ties. So if anybody really needs a bow tie, let me know. I'll send it to you. Um, uh, anyway, this, it's not, this is not the guy that makes them. But anyway, I was wearing a bow tie, and, and I usually wear a, a polo shirt and a bow tie because it's comfortable. And, <laughs> well, and we have a, and, I, and I, you know, I'm a college professor type, so I can do all sorts of weird things and get away with it. But and, and my, the faculty members just shake their heads. Why do you do that? Why do you? I don't have to iron. That's the main reason. But this is one of my. This is Gilbert, and Gilbert, uh, Gilbert has a bow tie. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting. Okay, we have a lot of fun at ABU. This young man. Um, here's the thing. This young man came. Richard Guani. He came to ABU a number of years ago, and. Forgive me for saying it this way. Rich, good-looking kid, sweet. He was just an idiot, you know. He just was just not serious. He was a goofball. He was a horrible student. He was just. And finally, we just told him, Richard, you just can't come back. You know, you, we, we don't. You're not ABU material. We love you, but. And so he went back to Malawi. And Ken Gondway, the guy that I showed you earlier, that's uh, in Zambia with Akbar, that went to Westminster West knows this young man. And Ken contacted me about two years ago or more and said, Richard's changed. And I said, who's Richard? Said, and so I had to look him up because I'd forgotten him. Uh, he said, he's changed. He's very serious. He's out there working hard in the Muslim community preaching the gospel. Is there any way he could come back to ABU? So I went to Dr. Robertson, Mrs. Robertson. I said, this, this is... Kennedy says this is a new guy. We need to get him back. So we found a way to get him back, and he didn't have any money, so we had to find money so he could come back and finish out his education there. And the Lord provided all that, but this young man just graduated from African Bible University, and he is, uh, he, he's a success story. And I have no doubt that he's going to be a, a, just a tremendous force for Christ wherever he is, whether it's back in Malawi or in Uganda or wherever. Um, so I'm praising God for him. And uh, Cherry and I were, you know, we, we, all, the whole, we all stepped out on a limb for this guy. But he became one of, he, he's adopted me as his dad. Let me just put it that way. He calls me dad. So uh, proud of him. Uh, not only do we do things at ABU itself, but we do go up country. I'm going to try to finish this so anybody can ask questions. By the way, you can interrupt me right along. Jay already has, so go ahead. Uh, love you, Jay. Um, traveling up country, we go to villages. The guy there driving is Sean. You'd never want to ride with Sean. He's crazy. Cherry, I'm sorry I do. But um, uh, we, we just go and we preach in churches and have pastor's conferences and, and maybe a gathering of people about this size. We don't care. We just go and preach and try to uh, connect up with one of our alumni in a community or multiple uh, alumni in a community uh, and um, uh, join them in their ministry for a weekend and sort of help them. This is a Ugandan lady, of course, 
But, but anyway, all that's to say we go, we don't just stay at ABU, we go out in the field and join our students. And this is, a, this is an Anglican church where several of us went, and they had a long ceremony that took all afternoon. I mean, it was just, oh, man, I wish I hadn't gone. It was, I was so tired. But it was an, um, and then at the end of the day, then I'll show you, we went in to this little church, and we had a number of guys that stayed, and we, we took turns preaching, uh, the three of us that went, and it was wonderful. But this is an Anglican church. We're trying to have ties with the Anglicans in Uganda. Uh, they're Bible believers, and they are holding fast to uh, their standards. Uh, what, not Westminster, but the, uh, the uh, 39 Articles. Thank you. I was just talk, thinking about that yesterday. Uh, and, and so anyway, uh, all this is to say we're trying to get students. We want, we want to train some of their guys. So we keep close ties as close as we can with them. Uh, and here's the... <coughs> church where we're preaching. You'll notice the guy on my, standing by my right, we had an interpreter, and so that was, uh, that was real, really good. We try to do that once or twice a semester, go up country to a church. Uh, and this is, uh, oh, that's an ugly picture. That's the same guy. But notice the tie. Now, that's not a bow tie, but that is the Ugandan flag. They love it when you wear their flag. So I uh, saw people wearing American flags when I was flying uh, up here, and it's kind of Pretty cool. Um, this is Solomon Okello, and that's his saucy wife, who is a delight. And this is their church that they built. He's a Presbyterian. Uh, not all of our graduates are. Uh, sometimes they come to us as uh, Pentecostals, and they go out as Calvacostals. Uh, <laughs> but any, anyway, he, all this is to say, God has helped him, and he's got a, a church or two in America that are with him to help him, but he's built, they built this church building where we went and we taught. And he has a real, this guy, this guy has a heart, not just to bring people into his church, but to reach out to pastors to bring them in for training when we go up country. These are guys that can't come to us, so we try to go to them some. And he has a heart for the community, whether they become his people in his church or not. They want, he wants them to be God's people wherever they are. And so I really love him for that. He's not territorial. And so many people everywhere are. He's not that way. So love Solomon. And here I am, very informal, uh, teaching time with an interpreter, of course, because we had to have one. And this is Mark Spellman. Dr. Spellman is a dear friend of mine. And he came over and he went up with, um, with Sean and me as we went up. These are uh, just children in the church that we took a picture with afterwards. And yes, that, that would be where people live. This is a village. Okay, um, this is, was very uh, touching to me, very poignant. Uh, this lady came and she said, would you, could we formally bless my child? And so I asked Solomon, what, why? And she said, because her husband is a Muslim, she is a Christian. And I thought, well, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, if one of the parents is, and I, I think I'll bring this out in the sermon today, but if one of the parents is a believer, the child, the, the child is holy unto the Lord. That's what the hagias, that's, that's what the Bible says. Does it mean they're saved? No. But they, they bear some special relationship to the Lord. And so... Uh, I just, they wanted me to, to bless this child. And so 
I did, and asked God to raise this child up in the, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And um, so, anyway, really touched me to be able to do that. Uh, this is Wilson Akat. He's the guy I told you he got a degree in engineering, and then he came to ABU. And so Wilson has a real heart for children. He has a real heart for ministry. He has a real heart for his community. I could go on and on and on. I could do an entire presentation just on Wilson. But by God's grace, uh, along with Kenny McKenzie. Now, Kenny McKenzie, let me just say this. I have time for this, yes. Kenny McKenzie is a true Presbyterian. He's Scottish. And Kenny came over and essentially built out the ABU campus. You notice I haven't been showing you the buildings all around the campus. I'm showing you our students out in the field. That's the focus that uh, we wanted to give. But this is Kenny. His church in Scotland uh, helped Wilson Ocott build the Lighthouse Christian School. Uh, I don't know if we have a slide of where I preached there, but it was a little tiny room about, uh, let's see, if we go back to Matthew, to the wall and come out, and excuse me for this, and come over to about right here to the wall. Maybe it's even bigger than. It was this little schoolroom building, and I preached one Sunday to probably 50 people jam-packed into this little space. So, um, but, you know, multi-use of the building, which is very wise. But at any, any rate, they're up in the north of Uganda in Kidgum, and <coughs> he's, that's the work that, that Wilson, he's given his life to. Praise be to God. Oh, yes. Um, let me just comment on that. Um, these people have a sense of style. It defies my mind, but I have none. Uh, when Cherry and I got married, I had red hair. Okay, feature this. I had red hair. I had orange slacks, and I had a green shirt. And I don't know if in this part of the country if you have kumquats. That's a little fruit that grows. That's what I looked like. And she said, you will wear blue blazer, blue shirt, tan slacks. I said, yes, ma'am. Okay. So anyway. All right, new construction. This is the Light Hill School that Wilson is, uh, is building. And uh, I forget where I had my Sunday service. I think it was in this building that would go back probably from here to here. So you see how small it is. Uh, but they jammed in there, and it was, uh, it was just great. These guys, these guys don't have to have the fine. And by the way, many of them meet just out anywhere that, that under, the, under the tree. So this is a water, uh, community water place. Water's huge there, and uh, most of the water is contaminated, in the city at least. Out in the country, this would come from a well, and it's probably good and fresh there. Um, we, used to, we still give away water filters sometimes. For $100, $125, I can give somebody a water filter, change their life. Uh, so we do. This is the school kitchen. The, the, you see the tin? That's the kitchen. That's the outside of the kitchen. And this is the inside of the kitchen. Um, and it's just a you know, charcoal fire that they, they cook on. So <coughs> for the children, we cook beans, rice, posho, uh, just what have you. A very basic diet. A very bland, by the way. 
uh, and that would be posho for lunch. So you see the pot and the lady stirring it and the little bowls and the children will come and get their posho and eat their posho. What is posho anyway? Kind of like malt meal without the flavor. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But look at how precious are these kids. It's like malt and meal without the flavor. And you know what malt meal is? Cream of wheat? Know. Cream of wheat. Yeah. Okay. Now, malt meal and cream of wheat are not the same. Your, your brother told me. Okay. Heritage right. Northerners. Okay, I've got to hurry. I've got to hurry. Okay, but look how precious are these children. And this is Wilson, one of our graduates. He has a heart for the children because he grew up in the community where children were not well treated. And that's just the way God shapes us. He brings us all sorts of things into making us who we are. And look at these three precious little children right there. Oh, wow. Uh, kindergarten graduation. It's a festive community, festive people. They like to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. And so if you make it through kindergarten, you celebrate. And notice the colorful clothing. Okay? So uh, nothing I can say about that. It speaks for itself. These guys look great in bright colors. It's really funny. Uh, I take pictures with them. And so you can see them, and they're, you know, their skin is dark, their clothes is, their clothes are bright, and they just stand out. And there's Tim, and I look like they, they call me the ghost. I'm just, it's, it's comical. It is so comical. Uh, oh, is this it? Okay. Uh, thank you for your faithful support all these years. And uh, was that, is that a recent picture? Because we really look good. Is that? <laughs> Aha! Okay, okay. Well, you look good. Okay, all right. All right, only the beginning. Um, this is our 12th year. You know, I just hope I never have to retire. I, 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 I have no interest in it. As I said, I get bored very easily, and I just can't imagine sitting around. So um, I hope to do this the remainder of my life, however long God gives me. Um, so only the beginning. Um, so, very quick on prayer requests, and I think we might have time for a question or two. Um, student enrollment, we need students. Now, newsflash, ABU has just become a chartered university. Did I already mention that? And what that means is students, when they come to us, will be coming to a university which has some uh, educational clout in the educational community, which means that if they graduate from ABU, then uh, they're from an accredited university, and they can go to graduate studies, which most many of them want to do. Uh, it, it, um, it, it hasn't. I mean, we still teach the same stuff we have always taught, but now we, we get, I guess we get credit for it. Uh, student tuition, uh, and I'll just throw this out to you guys. We have to turn students away every year. Uh, I, you know, I've been here year after year. I never ask for money, uh, but this is just the reality. Um, we have to turn students away every year. It costs us roughly $2,000 a year for room and board for the students. The educational part is free because we're all missionaries that come with our own support. So uh, I just throw that out um, just for your thought. But uh, we oftentimes need money for student tuition to attract students. And Cherry and I personally do this, but we usually wait until the third year but we have a lot of students come in. The first year, they have no money. If they had some money, they could come. And so uh, we're trying to uh, recalculate all that. 
Uh, my role is interim. Dr. Robertson's retired, and they've asked me to be the interim vice chancellor. And I, I need extra special prayer for this. Uh, administration is not my fun thing. It's something I, I can do, but I, I'm not crazy about doing it. Uh, but I, I think I'm probably the best choice from what we have to choose from there uh, because our, our pool is very shallow. But Dr. Robertson probably wears a size 9 shoe, but let me just say he has big shoes to fill. Okay, uh, um, And I'm not qualified to do it the way I, he's just done an absolute outstanding job. So pray for me when you think of ABU and you think of Tim and Sherry that I would lead well. I have a good team over there. They're, we've worked together well for years. He's, Dr. Robertson has been gone the spring semester for years and I've been in charge for uh, probably six or seven years in his absence, but now there's no safety net. So he's gone. So um, just pray that we all continue to work together well, I will tell you this about African Bible University. Historically, we have really worked well together as a team. And that's not always the case on the mission field. I hate to tell you that, or in churches. But God has protected us from ourselves and from Satan. And we really, even when we disagree, we disagree agreeably. So it's been a, a, a remarkable thing. Pray that that continues. It's been a very healthy thing. Cherry's brother is in a nursing home in uh, uh, Lubbock, <clears throat> and I mentioned this last year, and, and uh, it's, it's a huge thing to pray about. Cherry and I uh, are best friends, and we've been married 40, almost 42 years. Uh, we uh, love each other. We love being married. We love living together. But uh, presently, we can't live together uh, as we always have. I'm over, I'll be over in Uganda roughly five or six weeks, back in Lubbock five or six weeks, over in Uganda, five or six weeks. Back in Lubbock, five or six weeks. Over in Uganda, five or six weeks. <coughs> so I'll be splitting my time. I can do that because we can have staff meetings on Skype. We can even have prayer meetings on Skype and do things like that in my absence. So I'll have a real presence there when I'm not there. Uh, but I have to be there a lot, which means that I can't be with Cherry. So she has to be with her brother to care for her brother if uh, if. She's the only family member that can do that, and if she doesn't do it, he would just die. Let me just put it that way with, with no details. It's just, that's just the way it is. So we believe that's the godly thing, and we're trying to balance all this out. So you could pray for us. We don't really like to be apart. Uh, number five, unrest in the region. <coughs> I know there's a sort of unrest in America, but the unrest over there equates to warfare almost all the time, somewhere. And so the Congo is in war. South Sudan, these border us. Uh, Malawi, uh, which is down about uh, a four or five day bus trip, uh, Malawi is, is, has a lot of civil unrest now and economic depression. So, so there's a lot of that going on. Uganda, for the most part, is much better off than the other places. Our president is, he's got to be pushing 80, 70. And so there's going to be a change of power in the near future, and that... Uh, oftentimes it's not a peaceful change in power. You know, we elect somebody we don't like here and we tolerate them, and uh, over there they just kill them. So um, outbreaks of Ebola, and there are other things that uh, come. The, the Ugandan, the Ugandan uh, authorities uh, are really good to try to protect their populace, but uh, you can't do it 100%. So you could pray for, for health things and outbreaks like that. 
and then God's provision and, and blessing for our alumni as God redeems the people for himself. Let me just say you guys have been very generous to us over the years, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we don't need additional uh, support. If, if, if the church is willing to continue, that's wonderful, and we really appreciate it. But we're at a place now in life where we pretty much are seeking uh, support for our students so they can go through ABU. So, and, and again, I never ask for money. I just said it's my rule, but I can ask for other people. So um, anyway, that's pretty much it. Entertaining. We have five minutes of questions. Did you bring a water for me? I think I'm talked out. I'm happy to try to answer any questions. And kids usually ask questions, which is always fun. Do we have any kiddos that want to ask a question? Do we have any older people that want to ask a question? <laughs> I love you. You're my hero. Yes, sir. No. I'm just a baby. Thank you. Questions, comments, uh, more positive statements, anything. Yes, sir. Oh, you know, I'm asked that how many, about 100 students. And um, I won't do the nose count, but counting our African, the full-time staff, counting our African staff, uh, and in the administrative staff, um, I'd say between 15 and 20. And then we have some adjuncts that come in and teach a course here and a course there. So it's, it's a small university. It's not large, but, but most of our students live on campus, and our faculty lives on campus. So it's really a family context. It's really good. And because the people there uh, come from villages, we, we become their village during their... It's just a good... It's a good, we have a few students that come from other places and you know, they commute, but very few. So, yeah, so it's about right for us. We can go up to about 200 comfortably with, with that model, which we're about 100 students. So, other questions? Yes, ma'am. Okay, uh, I teach systematic theology, biblical theology. Uh, biblical books, I teach Genesis now, and many of our other faculty teach similar type courses. I teach preaching, uh, which after I preach today, you may be thinking, well, he's in the wrong place. But uh, um, um, I've taught counseling, biblical counseling. We have other faculty members, that, and I've taught biblical geography. And this is just, this is the stuff I teach. Cherry teaches English and creative writing, and uh, we have others that teach um, history and other general subjects like that. We have, we, we have an American model with a general education. And we, yeah, we have three areas. We, we have an edu uh, education component. 
where if you graduate from ABU, you don't have a, you don't have a bachelor's degree in uh, education, but you've got a bachelor's degree in biblical studies with an emphasis in education, which means they can go out and teach as educators in Uganda uh, legally, which is really cool. Then we have a business component, which um, uh, they get a, a smattering of basic biblical courses, accounting, uh, finance, uh, management, um, and, and there's a couple of other statistics, a couple of other uh, courses that they take, uh, which is not a minor in business, uh, but it gives them a, a, a basic uh, groundwork for business, and we teach business ethics, which is sort of missing there. Uh, bribery is a way of life, and so we teach them. In other words, when you graduate from ABU and you go work for somebody, you're most likely not going to steal their stuff or lie or cheat. You're going to be a, a stand-up person, and uh, that's a rarity there. Um, and then we also have a, another component, which is... Um, um, communication, and it's only radio right now. It's not TV. But the, the, when they graduate with that emphasis, they're qualified to be radio uh, announcers or uh, radio um, uh, um, uh, well, they can run the radio station. So they're yes, ma'am. Uh, 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 <clears throat> Uganda was a British uh, colony, and so their their main language is English. Even though they have many other languages that are African languages, they most of not all of them, most of them speak English, not all. So sometimes when we go to a remote place, we will need an interpreter. But some of the people can understand the English and some can't. So, yeah. Other? Yes, sir. Yes, for the, uh, for the men who are studying there and want to go into the pastorate and they leave ABU, what would you say is the main challenge that they have going back and trying to minister in their villages, to their families, to, to their neighborhoods? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you for that. And pray for them for this. I, I, I failed to mention it. Okay, number one, we're Reformed Presbyterians, which means we're, we're I guess I can use the C word, we're Calvinistic, okay? And, and that is not a Calvinistic context over there at all. Um, and we're, we're not in your face, beat you, beat you up with it, but we, we just have a God, sovereignty of God worldview. That's, that's our ground from which we work. And that's contrary. The other thing that is uh, very difficult for our students is they are taught to teach and preach the Word of God. And it's an oral culture, so almost anybody could preach and teach and not say anything, but sound really good doing it, okay? And so we, we teach them to have a message of substance where they would preach for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or however long they preach, actually say something, okay? And what mo I would say most churches want over there and are accustomed to is a lot of emotion, a lot of singing, a lot of, uh, a lot of show, and, but not really much in the way of information from the scriptures, okay? Um, and, and so what they're doing is they're essentially going out and doing what we train them to do, which is right, but they don't have a market for it because people don't want to hear that. So the real prayer is that God would raise up hungry Christians who would listen and learn and want more and more and more, and that will change the whole world there. The scriptures change lives. The Bible changes our life. Changed my life. I was an idiot. College student, graduate student, just a, you wouldn't even want to know me back then. Maybe not now, but, but, but I got into a Bible teaching church, and it just changed my whole life. And, and that's what's needed there. And they're, 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 um, 
They don't have a hunger for that. Okay? That, that's the main need for those guys. Oh, oh, yes, that's another thing. The pastors, in the, and they have to be bivocational. Bi- bi- that's not the worst thing in the world. Paul made tents. So, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Um, but, so that would be there. A lot of them start school so they can have a school and church, school and church. And they get revenue for the school. They don't get revenue for the church. And so they, but they have to live because they've got four or five, six kids, and, you know, and they want their kids to go to school one day. So, it, and they uh, have to, I mean, I could just go on and on with this, but, you know, they don't have free education over there, really. I mean, you, you pay to send your kid to school. So no free public. Other questions? Am I out of time? Yes, sir. Let's pray. <coughs> Father, we thank you for Redeemer Church. What a joy it is to be with your people. Um, we pray that you would go before us, uh, bless us. Uh, we thank you for this time. And, Lord, we, uh, we realize that we are only on this earth for a short time. Uh, even those of us who've lived many years and are living many years, it's really just like a vapor, James tells us. Help us to use our time on this earth uh, for your usefulness, for your glory, for eternal value, whether it's raising our children, doing our jobs, uh, wherever we work, uh, going to school, uh, teaching in school, uh, doing church work in the church, out, outside the church. Help us to be useful for our God who is redeeming a people for himself and um, to give our hearts and souls and lives to that for Christ's sake. Bless us in the worship that follows, Lord. We pray for Jesus' sake. Amen.